Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Craig Richardville, CIO at Carolina's Healthcare System. In this segment, Richardville talks about why he isn't focused on moving to a single vendor platform. The strategies his team is using to integrate data from 40-plus hospitals and hundreds of clinics and how healthcare can apply the same principles being used by the financial industry to increase patient engagement. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. So we're a uh, multiple hospital healthcare system uh, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. We have approaching about 40 hospitals um, that are part of the CHS family and uh, several thousand uh, employed providers as part of it, a little over um, 1,100 uh, physical locations, and we do about uh, nearly 12 million encounters a year. And are you primarily in North Carolina, just covering uh, a large We're in North state? Carolina, South Carolina, and slowly starting to uh, move into the uh, contingent states uh, around the Carolinas. Okay. All right, and you've been with the organization since 1997? Yeah, I've been here for 19 years. Um, yep, long time. <laughs> okay. How long have you been in the CIO role? Uh, for nine years. Okay. And the organization just got a new CEO, correct? Yeah, we just uh, we hired a new CEO. Um, his name is Gene Woods, and he plans on coming in toward the end of the second quarter Okay. You know, in terms of moving forward. so. Okay. And you, have you had a chance to, to speak with him? Yeah, we've had some uh, very light conversations. Um, seems to be a uh, extremely bright, intelligent, um, competitive person, um, building relationships, very collaborative. Uh, it's going to be a, um, you know, I think it's going to be a very uh, nice transition uh, as you look to what the, um, what the future of healthcare is. Okay. So now, talking about uh, the EHR environment, uh, starting on the hospital side, are you on one provider at this point, or how is that structured? Well, within um, our total enterprise, we have uh, Cerner in some of our system. I have Epic in other parts of our system. I have McKesson in other parts, and I have one facility actually that has CPSI. So primarily, we have Cerner. Um, Epic and McKesson. Okay. So the big question is, is there an intention to be on one at some point, or is that not necessarily going to best serve the organization? Well, um, as, it, as it sits today, um, you know, interoperability is one of the core aspects of the future of healthcare. And with that comes our opportunity as a healthcare system is to be able to continue to advance interoperability within our system and then we can spread that um, more easily within our communities. So unless there is a, a strong financial or clinical reason to unify, the future of healthcare really is collaboration by developing clinically integrated networks and be able to truly let the patient uh, determine a lot of their course of action. And with that, he or she will likely move into different uh, aspects of care. And so interoperability as that becomes critical uh, for us to be on a single system is really misleading um, unless there's, again, some financial or clinical reason why to do so because the reality is 
um, you know, people are going to get their services uh, from multiple different providers, not necessarily always one that is your provider. Yeah. So there's no burning platform to be single um, because the, you know, the, the future is interoperability and allowing us to be able to share information among different providers. Right. And how, how is that something that, that you were able to do with, with this number of hospitals and locations as far as yeah. uh, getting that interoperability? Well, it's always a work in progress, but, you know, we have a couple of strategies to improve that. One is um, our enterprise data warehouse is a robust, um, you know, repository of information for both clinical and non-clinical information. So we bring in information from healthcare systems that are part of CHS, from healthcare providers that are not part of CHS. Mm -hmm. We also look at different socioeconomic data, and we consume that to be part of our system. Um, including with that would be, you know, financial information from like Experian, for example. We bring that into our portfolio. And we also recently have added uh, patient-generated data, which I think is extremely important and, and truly a differentiator today. So the information that's generated by the patient, whether he or she is at home or at work or in certain travels, um, if she's he or she is generating that information, we bring that information in as well. So the information that we're building in our warehouse is truly not necessarily for a patient because that would be only for those that are maybe seeking care, but it's more person-centric. So it brings in information, um, clinical and non-clinical, and that's generated from the patient. That gives us a better view of what that patient is or that person is and allows us to be able to have um, effective interaction with that person based upon his or her either history or preferences uh, and other aspects of their life, not just um, health care. And we also have a health information exchange. Um, we have that connected to other health information exchanges okay. as well as um, hundreds of different providers, independent providers in the communities that we serve where we are able to share um, information back and forth. This is um, not necessarily discrete data elements as it sits today. That is in our warehouse, but it's more of the sharing of the CCDAs, you know, the mm -hmm. continuity of care documents um, that have been put together by um, the CMS. Uh, we utilize that to be able to share information back and forth. So right. in, in one aspect, it truly is automating uh, manual services, so fax services. They used to be able to, you know, people would fax, you know, health records back and forth in between providers in a very untimely and um, un probably controlled manner or less controlled. This allows us to be able to quickly and easily have access to somebody's medical record, um, you know, outside of our healthcare system. So we have that as being another component. And then thirdly is our patient engagement piece. So the patient engagement that we have uh, actually consumes data from multiple different um, information systems, and it presents that then in a very um, clean, unified way to um, our patients. So I pull information out of McKesson, I pull information out of GE, I pull information out of Cerner, I pull information out of the Get Well Network, out of Epic, and I'm able to present that information to uh, the patients in a very unified, holistic way. Right. Okay. So definitely is, is a work in progress, as, as you said, and always evolving. 
Oh yeah, work in progress and always evolving. And I think it's going to be very similar to what you know we've experienced in other aspects of our life, whether it's retail or financial services. And if I wanted to make an analogy with financial services and all the things that what they have been able to do to take your investments from different um, investment institutions, financial institutions, and bring that information together. So if you look at a mint.com or some other uh, tool similar to that, many banks offer that as well. You're able to see your investments all together, even though they're invested in different institutions. And what we're looking at as part of our vision and building is that as a patient, I'm able to see all my health information together, even though it may have been, you know, consumed or created at multiple institutions, healthcare institutions. So it's a very similar concept. And also, as we continue to progress and the expectations of not only newer um, persons coming into our environment, but even you know many others is the whole mobility piece and that kind of ties into virtual care as well. So as all your financial transactions, many of those you can make with your phone um, today versus physically entering. The same thing is what we're doing in healthcare is putting all this information on a mobile platform so that we are actually coming to you and you don't have to come to us. So as opposed to us being a destination center, similar to what you would have seen with banks and branches in the past or even ATM machines, you'd have to go to those places. In this case, um, we're going to you. You don't necessarily all the time need to come to our physical plant. We will yeah. bring the uh, intellectual capital that we have and bring that to you, you know, via the phone or some other mobile or electronic device. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.